Busy. How you doing? Hey! My hey. motherfucking dog! I managed to surpass my uh, Stonehenge-like technological abilities and get into a Zoom meeting. Yo! A homie Phil got us hooked up. Oh, hell yeah. Thank we're you, Phil. We're doing this in the back of the barber shop. There's, there's no other way, like... There's no other fucking way we'd be able to do this. Got my broth. I'm ready for it. What is that? Bone broth. Wait, wait, it's just straight bone broth? No, it's like bone broth, cayenne, little garlic. Some beef flavoring. You taking care of yourself? Yeah, I'm always trying to take care of myself. I mean, I had a drink two hours ago because I thought we were about to go into this meeting. Uh, I was a bit confused. Well, I would have. I would have hoped. I would have hoped you would have had more drinks or <laughs> no, something, no. some sort of activator. I'm taking. I'm taking it easy. I gotta be up at five a.m. What's What's the work situation? Um. I, I have been, well, I mean, I'm always, I work at the largest media, I, I work for the largest uh, media seller in the Americas. We sell like records and cassettes and CDs and stuff like that. But at this point I work from, from my basement. Um, I used to work there full time, but honestly, since, since early January, I've kind of been working two days a week. I've been trying to push myself and my my creative endeavors, so I've I've been trying to like rely a little bit less on the grind because I want to be like right now I'm working on on uh, scoring this documentary. I want to be doing more shit like that. You know what I mean? Oh, that's you fucking with the sense and shit. With the stance? No, it's my homegirl Leslie. You met Leslie, maybe? Yeah. Did you meet Leslie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Leslie's like uh, one of our best friends. She's like a filmmaker. She's in the Sundance. Uh, she's in like the Sundance Collective and like uh, New York Docs and um, some other like different filmmaker collectives. So I'm trying to like, you know, to be dead honest, I don't want to be, I feel like a lot of people have their different things. I know you, it's funny. we. We think about like, for instance, like skinheadism and like the idea of um, almost like this idea of a, a labor class is based on the 60s fetishism. Yeah. And it's like, yo, know, it's it's 2021. Ain't nobody, like almost nobody's on that shit. Those who are, are like the devout and golden, you know, like my homie Tommy boys up there in the Northwest working in a lumber mill right there. But I don't want to work in any fucking lumber mill. I'm a bohemian. Yeah. Like I like writing and fucking poetry and fucking film and shit like that. But that shit, wanna, that shit's idealized, you know? Yeah. Also like we, we should work with, with, uh, with our talents, you know what I mean? It's like, I've never been one to take things apart and put them back together. If I take something apart, most likely it's never ending up back together the same way. 
But it, it's it's funny you bring that up and 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 how it's fetishized and stuff like that. Like, tell me how you came up. Like how how you grew up. Like you always been in New York or or Philadelphia or what's what's the deal? Oh, I mean, I'm from North Jersey. Okay. Um, and and uh, I feel like honestly, where I grew up, skinhead is a particular type of way. But also, like North Jersey fetishizes just having money, having money quick, and not talking about where it comes from. You know what I mean? And I feel like um, that's probably something similar to a lot of places, except North Jersey has like that uh, strong, solid, actual, visible uh, landscape of like Italian and Russian, mostly Italian, Italian mafia shit, business and gang culture integrated together you know, basically like a stolen car machine. Like I knew mad kids when I was a when I was younger. Black kids from down the way, like would steal cars, bring them to Italian chop shops, and they disappear and end up in Nigeria within a week. You know what I mean? Hello. And like fucking when I was a kid, I mean a lot of these people, to be honest, especially in North Jersey, I don't talk to a lot of people. We all yeah. used to smoke angel dust when I was growing up and shit like that. A lot of people oh, never okay. quit smoking angel yeah. dust. That's I have friends that have like, yeah. you know, they've been pulled over like driving while intoxicated, but on PCP. You just can hear me? Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Driving while intoxicated, not on PCP. I'm rolling up a little bit too. Gotta, gotta, gotta lubricate. Got my, got my dude, got Ryan urging me to lubricate right now. Well, I, I'm just saying, like, you got to have an activator. We got you Gabe here. We got Mark Champion. Guys. What's good? good. Hey, dude, I saw, I, uh, that's really, that's loud. That's all right. I'll be loud. <laughs> they, I saw, um, I saw the Royal Hounds in Houston at Rudyard's, man. You guys fucking kicked ass. Oh, thank you, man. Well, no, it's just it, it it's it goes back to kind of what's what's made the hound so fucking cool is like you guys kind of ride the line between like some thin Lizzie shit, some almost like um uh meatloaf type vibes. Uh, Yo, I love meatloaf. You, you, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, whereas like uh, a lot of people will get into shit in hardcore or oi and. Uh, talent wise or influence wise know that they could do something outside of that will but be like well i i i can't because we are x y and z well i started this band and uh this band is in with this within this genre so going into this record i can't do that even though i know damn well i'm feeling this vibe and that you know putting yourself in a in a box like that is is uh suffocating you know i I used to oh go ahead man I want to hear what you got to say. I, I used to, uh, <clears throat> that's happened a couple of times, like when we went to record, right? And uh, in different bands, like over the years, since I was a teenager and then like on, where you would feel, you would feel this kind of, uh, I wouldn't feel, but other people might feel like a kind of pressure to be like, well, we want this, this recording. They wouldn't call it lo-fi because they're not a bunch of indie fucks, <laughs> yeah. right? You know, but they would be like, Oh, well, we want to sound like Screwdriver 1979. You know, we want to sound like this. We want to sound like that. And it's like, I mean, I get it, like jangly guitars and shit, but you can do that well. You know, you can record that well. 
like to where it sounds good and it cuts through and you don't have to i mean you do what you got to do but to cut for the sake to cut quality for the sake of cred is fucking ridiculous and i don't know why people do that dude i i read a interview with ian mckay and he was like yeah you know we did the very best we could in 1980 and 1981 and if we could have recorded with sony and big dog studios we fucking would have yeah you know Production is something that I would like to delve in as I go further. I feel like I've never, I feel like if I'm dead honest, nothing's ever sounded exactly like I wanted it to. Like with, with, with your projects? like Yeah, but that's also this plight where it's like, when, when you make music, you always have to know that like, you're never going to feel finished. So like when you, re- I always read, I feel like that, like with releases and shit, it's like, all right, we've reached this point where it's like time to move forward. Just let it go. Yeah, you know what I mean? like a stopping point. But I, I, I feel like that with with all my stuff. Isn't that just kind of like the, the yeah, like the plight of the creator, right? Like, uh, with with the aesthetics of it, the 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 uh, audio, everything you're putting out. Like, no matter what you put into it, there's going to be a point where you're just like, I'm not a hundred percent stoked on it. I don't know. I have no idea if that's what other people feel. I mean, that's how I feel. I do have the benefit of, like, having two... I have two in-house, like, in-family recording studios. Shout out to Osway Recordings in New Jersey. And shout out Voodoo in Crown Heights. That's where y'all did the, uh, the Last Hounds recording? Yeah, Voodoo recorded us at, like, Job Paul Masters, a lot of shit, but... Um, I haven't really, it, it, we might, Arthur might master the next thing coming out. We have like one last recording that's going to come out at some point, but no rush. And like, everybody's working on different parts. Of course, like Tin is going to do the art. Tin yeah, just does yeah. all It's funny. Cause like Tin, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but Tin never gets credit for his art. If you look at like Art Tin does on the internet, it's always like tagged with someone else's name or some shit. His shit is insane. The stuff that he's been doing for the chisel is just like nuts. It's it's on point. He's drawing the, he's drawing the dumbest, coolest shit I for the house. I was about to say, maybe you could throw it on the camera. That's so sick. And who is that? Tim's our homie. He's in uh he he was in that band Acid in London. He's okay. a wild man. Fuck yeah, dude! That um, uh, that chisel heard, that he did the he did the chisel. You said yeah, yeah. That shit is fucking sick. What's up? So a while back, you had talked about a, a criminale uh, repress. I have no idea. That shit's so complicated. It's like maybe it'll happen. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, me and Eddie talk. Um, he's got a lot going on. He, you know, he does, he he's Volon. Yeah. So I feel like he's pretty focused on that, and that's fine. You know, I know I I I like appreciate, of course, everyone appreciating criminal, but sometimes shit's just more complicated, and it's just like sometimes it's easier to not bring bring up old shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like. <clears throat> Sometimes it's easier to just be friends and not and just like 
everyone wants this of you, but you're like, I don't know, that was some shit that happened. Maybe it'll happen again. Maybe there'll be a repress. I would like I told I'm, I did this interview recently with this that Belgian dude in that band Demo, Denim, oh, and yeah, yeah. I, I literally said I was like there are no cassettes there are no t-shirts if you want a t-shirt make your own t-shirt do not sell t-shirts <laughs> there, there's a lot of bootlegs going around now I've seen bootlegs also I appreciate like Skinhead Mike made his own Sharpie version and shit you know yeah. what I mean you see bootlegs. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll I'll text you some. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they look they look cool, you know. Yeah, I I also wonder who's make. I wonder if the people making the bootlegs are like some of the people that have like been like, you have shirts, you have shirts. And I was like, I don't think they're shirts, man. Just like pay attention, maybe there'll be shirts. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. Don't don't you appreciate that time and place type of shit? No, absolutely. I mean, him and I have definitely been in bands. Like, I've I've played in a couple of bands that have definitely, we've been asked more than a few times to get back together, uh, The Burden and Ten Crowns. And it's just like, I I, I love and appreciate those bands. And and I definitely feel like it was lightning in a bottle and and, and time in a place type situations that... I, I, I love and appreciate what we did and and I uh I just don't feel like it would be the same if we got back together right well, now. Well you know, and it's really short sighted to think that like because I want it can happen. And you know, I mean yeah. that's a that's a very young person kind of thing to do and that's cool, you know. I mean and it's cool to want that and that's cool, but what what what's gotta be respected and understood is like, yeah, that you know, that writing hand has writ and that that's gone. Like it's it's not and, gonna and, and we're I, not gonna contrive that right. and try to come back and try to contrive that. You know, this guy Sam McFeeders in that book, uh, I know I brought this up last time, but in the I just finished reading it today, that uh many faces of hardcore. He was a singer of born against, right? And he was like real like left wing kind of uh New York kind of dude. What's funny, dude, is he always like lays claim to New York. He is not from New York City, but um and then he comes out about three quarters of the way through the book and admits that he's a fucking trust funder telling other people how to behave like sick of it all right <laughs> and i was just like holy shit holy shit <laughs> like what the fuck's wrong with you yeah so that was my reaction right there <laughs> uh so so what i'm what i'm getting at though is uh i brought that up for a reason it's just been like real heavy on my mind i just like i've been have had to explode since I was reading it, like he says some decent kind of shit and yeah, stuff, yeah. but um, one of his big things, one of his big things is like the huge New York mentality of like pat ourselves on the back and let's do a reunion every two years yeah. and this and that. And, you know, and kind of for the money and it's kind of apparent it's for the money. And I mean, I think he kind of has a point there. Um, it, you know, people want to be wanted. People want like stuff that was important to them, especially in retrospect, right? Because our memories aren't, they're not, it's not exactly what happened. You know, you're going to idealize your memories a little bit and they're not going to be as good. And, you know, and I've felt that I've done that. I've done reunion show and it's, it's not that fucking good. It's certainly not as good as what fucking people want and what they expect when they ask for one. Right. So I'm with you, Ryan. I think that sometimes it's, 
Well, and what I get tripped up on uh, every time that, that gets brought up is like, yo, what the fuck about what I'm doing right now? You know? Mm, very true. You know what I'm saying? Like, very true. Every time that gets brought up is like, yo, what's up on what I'm doing right now? You know? Um, I, yeah. I think on. from an outsider's perspective, I never played in any bands, but I grew up witnessing these two guys right here just completely act insane uh, behind the microphone. And from... My perspective as a fan, of course, I, I, I want that, you know, like at the end of the day, I want to get drunk and go listen to 10 crowns or probably kills play, but Ryan nails on the head. There's a time and place for everything. And I think when you've got your buddies, you grew up with, they're like, Oh, that's, you know, why can't you just play this song again from this band? Or it's, it's, you wrote those songs and you made that music at a certain time in your in period in your life that you're no longer in that realm. You're out of it mentally, physically, emotionally because you wrote that when you were younger you might have been on something you might have been going through something but now here you are 10 15 years later and that's not who you are you know i i could never expect brian taylor now in 2021 to play a 10 crown song and fully be immersed into it like he was in 05 because here we are as fathers business owners adults homeowners and we're singing about songs we wrote when we we're 19 20 years old yeah and it's great it's it's nostalgic it's it's fun but it's very, it's very temporary, and it's in the moment. But at the end of the day, you're not, you're just kind of, you know, filling a void that someone else wants from you. But you're right, Ryan. What about my current project? What about what I'm doing right now? My endeavors that are going into my creative process right now. Do you not give a shit about that? You know, it's like there's got to be a point where you kind of got to recognize that. You know. And even with that, with with uh, maybe uh, uh, nostalgia fetish or whatever. I'm very emotional, flamboyant, and I compartmentalize things. I don't want to be that same person like what you're saying. Like, for instance, like, as I get older, I strive to be less angry. You know, yeah. anger has been something that hasn't served me. Don't get me wrong. I can be angry if I need to be. But even when used defensively, it doesn't serve me. You know what I mean? So it's like... For instance, like being this this self of criminal or something like that, like I don't live in Los Angeles. I only lived in Los Angeles for two and a half years. I'm probably never gonna live in Los Angeles. I like all my friends in Los Angeles, but I'm not from there. And at this point, I'm I'm a private man. I just wanna be in my room, keep making art. You know what I mean? Like what you were saying about, also in terms of the new thing I'm doing, I always just think I'm going to make this and I always strive to make like the best new thing that I'm going to make. And it's like, often these people, for instance, going back to what we were saying, these people are like, Oh, what about this thing? Do you have any of this thing? It's like, man, I, I put it out there when I made it, where were you at then? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not that I'm saying like you needed to be there, but it's like, why are you here now? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that shit's gone. <laughs> but also, like, not not being conceited at the same time. Like, but at the same time, I don't know. I think you make good music. I think I make good music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think like I would listen to new bands you made. You know what yeah. I mean? Just because like that's how you keep your ear to music. You know what I mean? Right. And, it, and yeah, it's a, it's community. You know. And staying open-minded and shit is disconnected. Like, I don't know, you fuck with uh, Chase and Dino's boys in Atlanta. Yeah. 
Yeah. Chase, I think is like a Chase, good dude. Chase was uh also in Heart Attacks back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my my old band, uh, I Am Wolf, played with Heart Attacks way back in the day. Heart Attacks and I want to say the Queers way back in the day. Ooh, but yeah, that, yeah, that's awesome. We we played with them at, at Meridian, and I was still getting way fucked up. And uh, they were like, yo, we had just smoked crack in New Orleans for the first time, like the, the night before. And we were all hanging out with them in the parking lot. But yeah, I, I, I love uh, all the projects that they do. Also crazy for him to, like, I think he was like 20 years old when that shit happened. And yeah. Right out to crack. yeah. Yeah. Amazing. You want to have a good time. Yeah. And you really want to kind of fucking show your ass. Yeah. And if the band is going to just deliver it to you on a platter you're probably gonna do it yeah yeah, yeah so smoke some crack get, crack yeah. get naked. crack yeah fireworks <laughs> yeah <laughs> a couple loose women <laughs> i mean you know it's just a recipe for a good time it's, it's been proven i'll, I'll yeah. stand by the fucking chinese food, chinese by, food. by the books i'll stand by the, i gotta yeah. pee hold on i'll be right back yeah i'm and if you're in West Palm, go to Joe Stone Crab and go swimming after, but wait half an hour before, after you eat. <laughs> but uh, uh, what were you saying about uh, Chase and, and them? Oh, just like different people. I feel like shit's disconnected. I feel like subculturally or whatever. Like, I feel like uh, I appreciate, like, I feel like you also think of that. There's different things where it's like, going around the country, like, who we play with, like, in Atlanta, it's like, um, I don't know, maybe people got upset that, that like, Chase booked our show or whatever, but just, like, I respect what Chase does, and I respect music Chase makes, and I know that Chase will book me a good show. I know exactly and where you're going with this. Yep. there'll be pretty girls there. Yep, yep. Because that's important as well, you yep. know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no doubt, and and, I, and so our kind of our our brother band in Houston is uh, uh Killer Hearts. It's like a glam oh, yeah. rock band, yeah, and and they do a lot of shit with uh, <coughs> a lot of the scene out in, in Atlanta. Our drummer Corey plays in in Killer Hearts. We're coming out with a split seven inch with them, and it's just like so much of of our music stylistically. And sonically vibe with that and i don't know why i uh i have a new like glam uh british invasion type of mop the hoop world type of shit that i started it oh word yeah well what's up on that uh i'm not gonna it's I, it's it's called the peacemakers okay it's me and um Michael Rekovic from uh, Vord. Have you heard that black metal project? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's, he, it's me and him doing everything right now. Okay. Yeah. And we'll figure it out when, um, you know, it's still stressful to play music right now, you yeah. know? Yeah, for so sure. I'm just doing it with him. He, he's also the one I started do, like scoring film with. Okay. Like I'm doing that documentary score with him. So I was like, kind of first we first we uh, started that glam project. And then I was like, yo, I got the opportunity to score that film. And I was like, yo, let's do this too. 
but I'm I really want baby skin to play drums in that. So I'm putting that out into this ether. I keep Alex? bothering him being like, yeah. Hell yeah. He's focused on his own shit. He's doing big cool big things, focusing on progressing in life and shit like that. He's uh like a like a up and coming famous uh like high-end chef but there's no room for that right now yeah especially so in like, new york right i mean yeah so he's been doing different shit the whole time you know what i mean because it because the way that what we've noticed is the way that covid has been handled is has been so regional like you know texas is 100 percent open you know yeah and and you guys have been what is it like is is indoor dining even open right now I think indoor dining's open in Philly. I don't go to indoor dining. I mean, right? But is it like uh, it's like what twenty five percent open or something? I have no idea. I think it's more open than that, maybe. Okay. Like, okay. I think it's just crazier up here. It's way more densely populated. That's yeah. like it's the big difference. Also, it's just like it's like amidst all this shit, this shit's been highly politicized, which is nonsense. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Which is often the case with anything, but it's just like, I don't know. I don't have time for that. It's just like, I, I don't agree. Like, I don't agree with many people on whatever. It's just like, I don't want to get, my main thing is I don't want to get anyone else sick. You yeah. know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. I almost wish I could like get sick, like guaranteed that like go here, get sick, spend two weeks in this like little like bubble. I got a, uh, I got a vaccine. <laughs> you get, I'm, I'm, no, I didn't. I went and got a shot. Yeah, yeah. So did I. Okay. Yeah. You get yeah. sick. I get oh. sick, motherfucker. Get sick. No, I, <laughs> I, I actually did get a little sick. I'm not gonna lie. Wait, um, did you get the Johnson and Johnson? I know. I got the Pfizer. Okay. So I got the Pfizer, and um, I went home, uh, and we were just watching watching tv and just laying around the house and stuff and i felt I, I felt like chills and i felt shitty and i got achy and i was like yeah time to go to bed and then i, I got up in the morning and i was good <laughs> that, i mean that happened i get my other one on the uh on the six yeah yep. i'm excited <laughs> yeah i'm excited too i every uh, some of my friends are like Oh blah blah blah! I'm not getting the vaccine. I'm like, all right, have fun doing it. Like in the future world, you need that card to do anything. Right? Yeah. I just, I just kind of felt like like man, it's like it's irresponsible. My daughter goes back and forth between households with her mom and with me and uh, my wife, and um, you know, it's like she's got brothers and sisters. My daughter does with with her mom, and it's like. It, it, regardless of how I feel about it, I just feel it's more responsible. And also like in my work, like I, I, I talk to a lot of fucking people every day and we didn't stop, you know, I work in oil and gas and I'm a third party inspector and yeah, we didn't stop playing games. You know, we kept going and it's, it's hard to impress upon guys when it's 98 degrees and, um, hotter than fuck. And it's always hotter than fuck and hotter than fuck. Don't care about your mask. You know, and and so, it, you know, it was just a work environment where, like, everybody's just, like, dying, getting waterboarded for going to work, 
wearing a goddamn mask, hoping you don't get sick. You're gonna you want to wear your fucking mask, you know. And just every now and then, you're like ten feet away from someone, you're like, fuck this shit, right? Yeah, fuck this fucking goddamn, you know. And it, it's like I've been I've been working this kind of job for a long fucking time, so it's just another another something, right? So it's like if I can get a fucking vaccine by Faisal or Johnson and Johnson or some other profiteer. Yeah. Nice. Or what? It's real yeah. cute. You guys yeah, came up with a vaccine. I like it a lot. Thanks. Everyone's like, oh, the vaccine has this in it, or the vaccine does this. It's like babies aren't born with microplastics in their bodies, and like Americans have a hundred percent chance of getting cancer. Like, what the fuck are you afraid of? Like we live in a we live in like a toxic future climate, like I, well, it's like, I, it's like I, how much, how much, in, how much information do you voluntarily give fucking Facebook and Instagram and everybody else yeah. by adopting their fucking shit and like follow me, follow my goddamn phone, follow me around, dude? You ain't fooling nobody. If you were important at fucking all, any one of the U.S. fucking agencies would have already fucking thrown your ass in prison. You wouldn't be able to talk to your relatives. This is fucking this is getting a fucking shot has nothing to do with what you voluntarily participate in. I've shot bleach before. You bet your ass I'm going to get that fucking vaccine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude I, was, dude. I know what to be scared of, and the vaccine is not what I need to be scared of. I need to be scared of myself in the desert. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've watered down crack rock with lemon juice and shot it up. You bet your ass I'm going to fucking take a vaccine. Dude. Well, and there was a uh, there was a big deal with, with a lot of vaccines being available in Houston because it was 30% of, of the Houston medical community refused the vaccines out here. So, dial it down. Turn it down to eight, Gabe. <laughs> Turn down the gate. See, this is what I was talking about with the activator. Gabe's activated, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Dude, I was having a good fucking day, man. I, like I was saying earlier, I had this two-hour massage. Did this dude over in River Oaks. I mean, obviously from the Tros. <laughs> fucking put it on me. I was like, dude, he was like doing this. Like, just leaning the fuck in. And I was like, get in, bitch. I ain't scared. Come on. It was fucking nice, man. And then I went and got a bunch of fucking alcohol in me and some pizza. I'm That's a Sunday for Gabe Wells. You got a detox, retox. You you ever been to a Russian bathhouse? I, I will, dude. Yeah, don't threaten me with a good time. Holy fuck. <laughs> All right. So my favorite one in Corona Queens, mostly Central Americans, Russians, Siberians, and Mongolians. There's a big pool, a lot of kids there. Then there's a series of rooms. There's like a, a salt room, a dry room, a humid room. Then there's an ice bath, a hot bath, and a warm bath, right? But then you can pay a giant Russian man or woman to take myrtle branches and beat you all over your body with them. Oh, to invigorate your lymphatic system. Or you can get them to man manhandle you, or they can tuck you into a cubby with towels and herbs and like invigorate you but i think you would like it hey dude i'll do all that yeah shit. yeah how do i get the full package hey hey give me the raw deal we, how about this if i come up there if i come up there fitzy 
I will pay for you and I to do the entire fucking thing. Everything they fucking got, me and you are going, and we're having a fucking day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want that. I want an all-day thing like that. I want to think maybe where they, they maybe where they beat me unconscious, and the next day we just wake up and act like we didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. Do it again. <laughs> I, I would. They also, if you have tattoos, they love you. If they, if you have tattoos, oh, even, they don't like some hipster dude. If the, if you have tattoos and they look at you and they're like, you have you're just like a weird regular. Got, like you definitely are kind of sketchy. They're like, oh hell yeah. They're like, I do yeah. whatever the fuck I feel like doing. Yeah, <laughs> you that's are a awesome. king. That's awesome. And that's in New York. Yeah, but there's Russian bathhouses all over the place. I don't know about them. I think in Houston, though, there's probably the ones that you would go to there would be like, there's probably a lot of Korean spots. Well, right? see, and that's the problem is like Houston's known for like the Korean trafficking. And and also like like any kind of sex trafficking, it's a lot of it's on the north side, like northwest, like as you go from 1960 over to 45. And dude, like fucking what's his name just got caught up in that shit that uh uh the receiver for the Houston Texans, he was like doing something because they had the uh they had the deal about the guy who shot the Asian bathhouse ladies and said that they were tempting him. And then you who was it? What's the guy's name? I don't want to say the wrong thing. So I'm not going to say the wrong. Well, no, thing. no. So what are you saying again? Well, there was a Houston athlete for the Texans that was like at it, like taking advantage of some bathhouse kind of shit. Are you and, talking about recently? Sean yeah. Watson. Oh, there you go. The yeah, quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was, I think Is that six, a thing? So six, that, six or seven women have currently have a lawsuit against. Yeah. So. Oh. Okay. So yeah, I mean, fourteen women. No. Holy shit! Okay, is, so I'm not trying to I'm not trying to get lawsuits at Russian bathhouses, yeah. but I am trying to get beat up and put with some fucking herbs in a corner. Oh, like I don't think that's illegal, and I don't really think that's frowned upon by American society, right? Dude, like, there's so many women. Wait, how, how many women? Are there? Is it okay? Women yeah, currently have fourteen. Oh, he did it. I obviously, yeah, at that at, at that number, because Tony Busby was representing him, and I was like, "Ah, oh, Busby's kind of shake, you know, shady." Oh, Fuck yeah, Tony Busby. Tell my guys. So, so Halston uh, covered a, a Hound song and sent it to Max, and uh, Max covered a Liberty and Justice song, sent it back to us. There's a little back and forth going going for a while. I know Max is supposed to do an interview for that same zine it's either a german or a belgian english zine i don't really know that i did um i should hit up max i know chris and miri just had a baby you oh chris, and chris from legion 76 yeah yeah um max is busy though you know what i mean even like normally outside of covid like Normally we see each other once a week when we go to practice. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I haven't even been to the I haven't been to the music space in a minute. I've been making music, but mostly at uh, Simone's house and my house. Yeah. Or, yeah. Hey Ryan, I just want to go ahead and point out that I'm way fucking bigger than you, dude. Don't even fucking start with this shit. Okay. I'm not tripping. I don't want any competition. Everyone's bigger than me. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm like five nine. Okay, oh, we're, the, we're the same height. Uh, hey, man, I remember when you get, when you were here. The problem was is this: is that I was working at nights, 
and I had to take my lunch break to come watch the Royal Hounds and Chubby and the gang. And I was fucking stoked, but I burned a bunch of it up having to go on a detour on I-10. That's what I'm talking about. Fizzy, did you just flex? motherfuckers right here. Hey, Fizzy, did you just flex? Motherfucker just flexed. I love it, dude. We ha- I had to go to 45 on 610. I had to come back down into the middle of Houston. And I got there, and I couldn't fuck around. I couldn't drink. I couldn't do anything fun. I was wearing this dumb fucking Guns N' Roses shirt. And I was just like, all right, you know, I guess. I was like, all right, dude, cool, dude. I, I really want to see these bands. And Ryan, like, talked them up real big. And they were like, first of all, Chubby and the gang fucking blew my fucking head off. And then I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll have a little drink. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, no, you did no, motherfucker. You cannot fuck this job up. You need to take your ass back to work. And like, I was watching you guys play and I saw you like talk to some people. I was like, dude, this is like my dude. Like, I know as soon as I say, Hey, what's up, dude? My name's Gabe. Like, it's over. Your job's over. <laughs> the wife, the house. Like, it's all over. You're flushing it down the drain if you go say hi to that dude. So I didn't, but I regret it now. I regret it now. So I just want to throw that out there. That would have been 100% true. Well, hey, hey, the good thing is, is that like this, this time, it just keeps on fucking rolling. So next time you come to Houston, we are going to have a fucking time, dude. I feel it. You got to bring the bus back. I don't care how you come or I'll just come up there. We're going to have a good time. Mongolian, first of all, Mongolian fucking house before the music. After after that, like, dude, yeah, I, we need to hang out. It's gonna be so much fucking fun. Um, yeah, some Mongolian barbecue and some Russian bathhouse. Russian bathhouse. That's what I meant to say. I wasn't even trying to talk about Mongolian barbecue. What <laughs> fucked up? I'm more fucked what's up that, than a soup sandwich that, right now. <laughs> what's that Cronenberg movie where fucking homeboy fucking strangles the dude in the locker room? Oh, is that the fucking uh, Eastern Promises? Eastern Promises. That- yeah, that's, yeah, that's, a, that's a bad yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. Dude, in that BMW that that really bad bitch is driving. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nice, yeah. nice movie. Front to back. That I movie's it, fucking I excellent. You watched it with your parents. Yeah. I watched it with my folks. Very awkward. <laughs> the, the bathhouse. Oh, dude, it's so awkward. I, You're I, like, Dad, how about the mastery? <laughs> I had a buddy of mine. To this, I had a buddy of mine from work take his mom to the movies or his, his mom was visiting from out of town and the only movie she wanted to see was the new Leo near Di- uh, DiCaprio movie oh. and it was Wolf of Wall Street and the opening oh, scene even better to watch with your folks is, is Leo doing a line up that girl's asshole lines off the girl's assholes with your folks right there <laughs> I watched uh, Natural Born Killers with my That's parents. Fucking awesome! Wow. Yeah, That's a very young, uh, drugged up Robert Downey. Yeah, I, I watched Natural Born Killers in the theaters with my parents. I watched like any that was. I feel like when you have divorced parents, one one parent always is like, whatever you want. Oh, your mom, your mom said you can't watch rated watch Showgirls. Yeah, You're nine years old. We're watching shows. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yo, uh, uh, uh what, Jesse, right? Jesse? Yeah. Jesse Jesse knows how to smash. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she does. He fucks weird. I'm having fun, guys. Sorry <laughs> I showed up late. Oh, I mean, I didn't even know how to get I think I was late too. I didn't even know how to get into this for a moment. I keep wanting Excalibur to be pulled. 
<laughs> I keep trying. Fizz, what town are you in in uh, Jersey? What did you say? What town are you living in there in Jersey? Oh, I'm in I'm in South Philadelphia. It okay, was, cool. It was actually right. earlier. I was all set up. Like I showed up for this at 4:30 p.m. with a drink. I like, I like left work early. I wanted to leave work anyway. I don't even give a fuck. It was be- It was 60 degrees out today. Fuck so, yeah. Went outside, had a drink, and then I was like, "All right, don't get too drunk right now. You still have to. I have to leave at 5 a.m. to get on a bus to New York. So." But so what's uh, what's work like for you right now? Are you working in Philly and New York, or? You... Uh, I, yeah, pretty much. I mean, mostly I work in Philly. Sometimes I work in New York, just doing a little, like thing here and there. But uh, I'm in I'm in I'm in physical therapy right now. Like, at in October, a bunch of my joints start stopped working correctly. So I've been in Oof. physical therapy since then. So feeling, I like go up to New York for that. Are you feeling better? Um, yeah, but not completely better. Oh. I might have to like see more doctors or something. I'm not worried about it. Here's the thing, you know what I mean? Like, if it's something permanent, then it's something permanent. You know well, what I mean? Like, well, right. Well, I mean, it's not gonna hurt to try to help it, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm work. I work hard as hell. I- I actually have to go get, I have to grab Thai food at the door. I'll be right back. Hell yeah, I do that <laughs> shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, yep. yeah, Sam. Yo, in Philly, if you go to the Home Depot in South Philly, there's a little stand with sausages. It's like the best little sausage stand. Yeah, well, fuck right yeah. Is that what, what it's called? Think? Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like the best little whorehouse in Texas. Yeah, that's why I was like, oh shit. The the where's best it, where, sausage stand. Where is it at though in, in Philadelphia? I was I went to uh this is hardcore a couple of years ago. My wife surprised me and like the day before was like, yo, what's up? I'm gonna fly um me and you and my daughter Catherine. I'm gonna fly us all up and we're gonna go to the Mutter Museum in Philadelphia. And goes oh, yeah. go to this is hardcore and it, it was it was a blast it was awesome we walked everywhere the the weather was awesome we went to Reading Street Terminal got some uh, Philly cheese steaks uh, and it was Amish day so they were like selling all the good good made like arts and crafts and all that kind of good stuff and like furniture and like real shit it was awesome and the good butter dude just like everything about it I was like. Here's my money. <laughs> throw me some cool shit. Yeah, it was awesome, man. We we had a blast. We had a blast. What the, what's the place that you're talking about? Where could I get it? Oh, uh, it's Rocco's Italian Sausage. It's literally. Oh, yeah. Dude, I love that name. <laughs> I love that name. Literally, it's literally in the Home Depot parking lot. It's oh, like a, it's a satellite of Home Depot. Oh, it's a, it's a shit where like last week I went to Home Depot and I like passed it and I was like. I like I like sucked my teeth as I passed it, and then I forgot shit, and I had to go back, and I was like, I can't pass it again. I can't. Pass it again. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hey, would y'all excuse me? I'm gonna go shoot some photos of these records real fast. Yeah, yeah. Turbo film my spot. What records? This is new Liberty and Justice. I've seen it. Yeah, the art's awesome. Who did the layout? Uh, Scott Martin and uh, Mark did all the photography for it. Hell yeah, it looks amazing. Yeah, I, I need to mail you a copy, Fizzy. 
Go ahead. Gabe, I was going to tell you that um, my my grandpa is, well, my grandfather was from Chicago, my grandfather and my great aunt, but they were yeah. orphans. And yeah. somehow my grandfather ended up in Texas and he was like some like Jewish mobster dude that like worked with the Gambino family and like, oh, you know, like, you know, like 17 discount shoe stores called solo serve and was like a slumlord and owned like two like shipping companies that like carlo gambino was like a ghost owner of me and him didn't get along he like i feel like when i was a young kid you have to think like when i was like like i probably used to like in middle school you get like your first mohawk or whatever when you're like a badass you know what i mean i remember like being in texas and him seeing like me i was like 11 or 12 out of mohawk and he was like you need to make money you need to cut your hair and i was like man fuck you old man you know what I mean? <laughs> and we never talked again a fucking punk rock hey, let me show you a real real motherfucker <laughs> he, was punk he was some like depression era like fucking monster right. type no, no, no. Well, right. He was. He was like, "Look at me trying to throw throw money at you with your hair." Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. and and that's unfortunate because that sounds like it would have been an awesome connection yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah for oh. sure. I mean, I spent a lot of summers with him in Texas until I was born in Texas, and then I spent a bunch of summers with him until we stopped talking. I want to say I was like 11 when I stopped spending summers in Texas. Yeah. I, I love it, dude. Family right. family ties to fucking people that just that just run some shit, you know? <laughs> Shout out Robin. Are you talking about Robin? Like Robin S? Robin, the uh, the pop singer. Oh, we, yeah. We did, an, we, did a, we did another Robin cover on the uh, album. We did Hang With Me. You did? Yeah. Hell yeah, that rules. Come on, guys. Hey, Fizzy. Hey, and I want to say something real quick, real quick. I listened to this, like I was doing this little road trip, and I listened to this record, and uh, I told Ryan, and I, and I wasn't blowing smoke, dude. Like, it's really, really probably the best, like, punk record out of Houston in, like, like maybe ever. Like, it's so much, and, and I'm not trying to, like, dog houston i love houston i love everyone from houston i love all the punk bands from houston it's all you know my friends and my family my older sister's friends you know it's like been been doing this for a minute and it's so fucking good man i just really people people should listen to it it's it's excellent we listen to it on the road trip a lot the guy that i was on on my road trip with um he's played in a bunch of hardcore bands not really even into punk was just, I mean we just had a we had a blast and we really enjoyed the album and it was good for a road trip and it's good for a fucking listen anyway right it, it was fucking awesome. Uh, it's the original photo of Ryan. Yeah, it just really it really came out great. Really came out good. Good job. Oh, yeah. Let's use all four mics, guys. Oh, oh, in. Come on, everybody. So, Fizzy, I gotta know something. Yeah. How, how many songs do you have about being a lover? <laughs> How many times do I what? How many songs do you have about being a lover? I think almost, almost every song is about love in one way or another. That, that's even what I'm songs that, Even songs are about hate or about love. <clears throat> that's, that's what I'm, I'm noticing. Old, I'm 
only a yeah, Ryan. I'm only a lover, dog. That's all I am. I I I feel that. I feel that a hundred percent. And like I feel that sonically, but also the way you sing and lyrically, it comes out. Even in like I don't like you anymore and and all that shit. I also just think I got raised on like funk and classic soul, and there's like so many bands that made their whole careers off being lovers. And I was like, why do you have to write all these nonsense songs? Why don't you just write all these songs about what you really want to be doing in life? Would you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, dude, and you know, and you know what works. You've been listening to it. You know, like yeah, like being grown up on fucking soul is amazing. Yeah, 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 dude, that's that's about. And see, that's uh something that I I I would venture to say not a lot of people from Houston can can claim like being raised on soul. You know, I I was raised on like rock and roll, like Neil Young and stuff like that. You know, but not soul. And I've only gotten into it in my later years, especially and really only because of record collecting. You know, you know, it's crazy, too, because the soul that I'm into is not, like, skinhead soul. It's, like, 70s bad cat, like, pool hall. Like, my dad oh, yeah. just, like, was a kid in the 70s that wanted to listen to bad man music the way we want to listen to bad man music. And he's like, oh, oh this one sign, the family sewn song just makes like, you want to, like, hit someone like, in the face with a pool cue. You're from, you know like, I mean? uh, you're from Philadelphia? No, I'm from North Jersey. I grew up like right outside Newark. Like I moved around like all over North Jersey, Union, okay. Summit. Morristown. I was even saying like even like Philadelphia, like, you look at like Boys to Men, and Boys to Men is like huge in Philadelphia, and those guys feed off of like the soul, and like that's what they came up on, and like it's so awesome you see that like in the Northeast. Like I was a, I went, I went to like a bar in Philadelphia, and Boys to Men came on, and everybody in the, in the whole bar started singing along to Boys to Men. It was like being in Houston listening to like Little Troy. Hell yeah! Also, like you same have to thing. think about that shit. That crazy, the crazy thing about that is that like weird shit is that acapella groups you think was like this like super waspy, like yeah thing and then in philly there's this other culture of like black on the corner like i remember there was these dudes on south street when i was younger that were actually blind dudes that were called the three blind mice and they would sing in front of rockets on south street and they were like a acapella group but that like raw bread and butter on the street shit that shit fucking rules also way more honest Instead of like kind of sitting there and being like, oh, what should I write a song about? You know what I mean? It's like, just write the same damn. I feel like you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Reinvent the wheel. Yeah, well, you know? well, right. You know, and it, it, there's this band that I like a whole lot. I'm sure you're familiar with them, uh, uh, the Ducky Boys. And they have this song called Contrived and Treacherous. And dude, that song is like the least contrived and treacherous song. It's so fucking honest. It sounds so good and it just grooves so fucking good that it's like almost like if you're having a problem with that, which I, you know, every, everybody at some point, like if you're writing songs and you want to be noticed or something, like you're going to have some kind of problem or some kind of like you feel some divide, like maybe I have to do something that's not genuine. But like, I, it, it, that is like the prescription. That song, Contrived and Treacherous by the Ducky Boys, is the prescription for that feeling. 
They're like, you don't have to do any of that. You don't have to do anything you don't want to. The best thing you could do is do what you like doing and what you're good at, you know, right? I mean... I gotta give Ryan credit because I feel like honestly sometimes to be honest I rely on like alcohol and weed and mushrooms and shit like that to like butter myself up to be honest. Oh me too. I mean dude that's like the story of my day. Not life. <laughs> story of my day. I'm cheersing you. Yeah. Like mushrooms on my pizza. Yo, Fizzy, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. Yo, no, so, <laughs> yo, so, uh, so on that tip, I, honestly, it, I feel like I, I did enough of the street kid shit. I, I did like 10 plus years of, of sticking needles in my arm and ODs and jail time and, and all this other stuff that like, I'm, I'm permanently mentally already out there. Like I, you know, you spend enough time with me. Uh, and you know that I'm 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 hundred percent not all there that like I'm good. I got the creative juices to, to write shit. So like I, I'm sober yeah. sober me man is like I I I I uh You have enough in I, I have yeah. enough. I like I don't I, I uh I'm good for the rest of my life if I don't if I don't put anything else in my I knew Ryan when he was a lot younger. Uh, we were all a lot younger, probably back in like 03, 04. He was scarier then, you know, with the things he was into and the music he was playing and, and the person he was, you know, on the surface. Um, the person he is now is, is 100% different, but he's just as scary as he was back then on a different tip, you know. <laughs> he's, um, I don't think he's scary at all. Oh, he, I, 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 I don't think he is. I've seen, it, like, I've seen like, Ryan get upset when the front desk guy is late because he smoked weed all night and probably did some acid. So when I did like I've smoke seen... weed, like when I did smoke weed, I did do cocaine. I did smoke crack. I was not creative at all. I was just a fucking drug addict. That was it. Yeah, 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 I just yeah. did fucked up shit and like had nothing to show for it. Yeah, like this guy can like pull this shit out of his ass and like make something up and like that's I'm gonna be like very commendable. But that, that was that was the one thing that I was afraid of whenever shit hit the fan and I was like, I, I think I don't want to die and I'm going to try. Uh, whenever I, I went to rehab and then I got out, I went to this halfway house. I was like, ah, I don't think I'll be able to do music anymore. And then that first year I did like Titan Blood and mm -hmm. The Burden uh, put out another album. I was like, oh, cool. I can I can do more shit. I kind of became um, more neurotic because I was just like, I just need to kind of keep on doing stuff, you know? And I became more ambitious and more motivated because I wasn't um, spinning my wheels trying to get more dope and wasting my time doing other shit because that's all I did before. I mean, have you? What, what have you thought, like thought about liberty and justice? Like, what, like when you listen to that, like I, I like liberty think? and justice. I mean, to be honest, the the entire like in in oi in general, I don't like most bands. And liberty and justice is a band I I like. I was actually gonna bring this up. Have you heard that new band Mess? Yeah, dude. It's it's like a, a Mexican blitz. Yeah, I, I feel like it sounds like Crux. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Yeah, but yeah. Oh. um, I feel like 
there aren't a tremendous amount of bands in the world that I can say that I like in Oi and Liberty and Justice is definitely one of them. Chubby, yep. Re. Yeah, uh, the Chisel the for ten, sure. The Templars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah we we played with the Templars here in Houston. Yeah. You remember that? That was yeah. a good show. I, I, so my, I've said it before, but my, my take on that is, is, this, is, is, is the same with hardcore. And it's like hardcore and oi is, is largely um, both horrible uh, genres with horrible people, right? But you will find in in that mess of horrible music hey i'm saying some good shit over here yeah right, sorry in that in that in that in that and this is case in point i'm sorry in, in that in that mess of horrible just unlistenable garbage and backstabbing people you will find some of the best people that will be friends for life and then you will find some of the best music that will be like in your rotation for the rest of your life. It's just it's the needle in the haystack. It's just that yes, yeah, the needle in the haystack. It's yeah. just you gotta whittle through piles and piles and piles of garbage. You don't listen to Oi at all. Not to mention listen. Not to mention whatever you find a good finding a band where you like appreciate the people and the music. Like, I don't know, there are a good amount of bands in the, there is some bands in the U.S., Where's of Bruta, yep. Battle Ruins, Hammer and the Nails. Uh, yep. You probably know Anthony, there's people like Anthony in L.A. that, yep. there's like a collection of people that I appreciate, but um, you, you hear a band and then you meet the people and they're your brothers or Liberty and Justice, you yep. know what I mean? Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and that's and that's that's been my take on on this whole uh, subculture, you know. Um, but you got to go through a lot of bullshit to get to it, you know. And I was gonna say about like you know when you when people are fucked up, like oh, what whatever he was saying before about when he was fucked up, he wasn't like making good music and shit like that. That isn't true of everybody. I mean, look at like. Look at the people we idolize in a way. And then also, you know me, like, I fear, like, there's this new take. We did a, a cover on this new album coming out. And everyone was like, maybe you should retake this. And I listened to it, and I just sound like this insane cocaine monster in the take. And I'm like, no, I want this take. Okay. And it's just like a thing that it's like, maybe it's a crutch I rely on. You know what I mean? In a way, but I also feel like it's a time and place and i feel like also for instance with what we're talking about that project's done the peacemakers is probably going to be a little bit different there's going to be less self-destruction involved i'm definitely trying to move into a, a more intentional part of my life you know what i mean it's weird i want music to start again but i don't know when i'm going to start playing shows again and not necessarily because uh of the of the pandemic more just i feel like it's gonna take me a minute to be in that place i feel like everything's everything's been so different you know what i mean it's like collecting myself to the point of being i i i just like 
I feel like a lot of people have felt like a loss of 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 like kind of like self amidst this or like kind of like lost for what to do. And honestly, I I've had a bunch of loss amidst this, but I feel like I've appreciated like this break in a strange way. And I'm not like quite ready to come out of the break. Like I'm gonna make my, my number one goal right now is to finish that Peacemakers demo and I'm working on some like ambient compositional shit for this like black metal compilation. So I'm like working on music. I just haven't thought about that live component yet. You know what I mean? I mean yeah. like for instance like in New York what potentially the Hounds might play one last show. That'd be like probably <clears throat> the first thing I would do and like I don't know what's going on with that and more more will be revealed. I'll be right. I back. think I might have to uh call it a night soon. No, well. yeah, we we can we can wrap it up now. Hey, man. Look, we, let's wrap it up before I Yeah, hey, man, thank you so much, brother. We I had, really do appreciate uh, it. I had a good time. I had a really had good a time. time. Yeah, yeah, if you ever want me to have me back on, holler at me. Really dude, enjoy. dude, we need to. You need to. Whatever you're doing, whatever band you're doing, whatever the fuck's going on, you need to come to Houston. We'll have a fucking blast. I guarantee. Oh, I guarantee it. I'll come to Houston for sure. Fuck yeah. Go. Well, in Houston, they gather.